0: Hey guys, my name is Major. This is Darshan. And today we're going to be discussing three things pharmacists need to do to stave off Amazon. We are with the Gavel and Pestle Podcast. And uh... you're listening to the Gavel and Pestle Podcast with Darshan Kulkarni. The Gavel and Pestle Podcast, where the law of the land intersects with the business of pharmacy.
1: Hey, this is Darshan. Just before uh, you listen to the podcast, make sure you remember, this is not legal advice. This is also not medical advice, and um, it's not construction advice, so don't take construction advice from me. Also, this does not create an attorney-client relationship, so don't be saying that I just gave you legal advice again. Talk to a lawyer who knows you, that can give you advice that's right for you. Thanks again. Keep listening. We'll talk soon.
0: Darshan, what are the three things we need to know? (laughs) What are the three things we need to
1: know? So first things first major we should probably talk about what the word stave off means cuz you know what that's just some that big words man, right there stave just <laughs> <laughs> a right?
0: conversation like
1: i continue. know <laughs> i'm that guy oh, uh, stave off i'm just using the word stave off to mean like keeping people out like put um, off and you like keep them away put off away. yeah there you go okay um okay. but here's the key piece that uh you and i are talking about which is can pharmacists survive? We did a podcast about Amazon coming on. We talked a little bit about how Amazon's going to take over the world. Well, what does this mean for pharmacists? What do, what do we as a profession need to do so that we aren't simply, um, simply just waiting to be mowed down by the giant machine that is amazon so speaking of and, and, amazon and recently no.
0: acquired pill pack and that that's 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 why we're primarily talking about this because it's gonna it, it, there are some concerns that that the demand for pharmacists might might diminish now, darshan let me ask you this when the gps became big the demand for cartographers dropped significantly just because there's no it wasn't actually for physical
1: map makers at that time
0: so is this comparable is diminishing demand uh, for pharmacists a concern
1: it's such a great question because I, so, um, Major knows this. I'm like a huge reader of Reddit and this is a problem, but I, uh, it continues to be an addiction. I try to stave <laughs> off, but it doesn't work. Stave um, off the, or put off. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the question is, did the, the need for cartographers drop off when GPS came on? And there was a recent comment on Reddit. Where they asked about, well, are there enough? Are there any cartographers? Do people need to be cartographers? Oh, Turns now out, it's yes. a massive need.
0: N- now, yes, but at the time, I, I actually had a- had a buddy who who was going to school for it, and he had to drop out, uh, and change direction. He had to pivot because there wasn't many placement opportunities for him. Nowadays, it- there certainly is with with map making opportunities and 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 you know different boutiques, so to speak. But but specific to uh, but those specifics, that, that's a different different story. I was just using that on the surface to kind of compare to the demand for pharmacists.
1: And, and I actually agree with you. The, the point I was making is the same one, which okay. is okay. people with uh, people who are going to stay and do the same thing. If you're going to be a cartographer, if you're going to be a pharmacist who wants this, wanted to do the same thing you were doing 20 years ago, you're probably going to die off. But if you're going to be that pharmacist who adapts. Who changes, who sees what this new world looks like and knows how to be part of it. You would be very much in demand. And, and someone, um, when, when Google Maps was coming on, when Apple Maps is coming on and to come on and go, we know what this new world looks like. And here's where the opportunity lies. People can make millions mm-hmm. if you know where the world is going, talk to people, learn about it and then go, Here's where I can position myself. And so today we're going to talk. Go do, they ha, do they
0: have to do that within Amazon? Do they have to be absorbed by by the giant? Or can they exist outside of that? Or is that what we're going to talk about today? <laughs> I don't mean to jump Well, that's going to be
1: part of what. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess we just did, right? I'm so excited about um, this. I'm like, wow. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's always a good thing. So here's how I think about Amazon. Now, when we think about Amazon, say, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. We thought about Amazon being that company that made all the things, sold all their things. And then Amazon came up with its Amazon Marketplace. And what was the Amazon Marketplace? Anyone can get onto Amazon and use it as a virtual store and sell their stuff off Amazon. So not your goods will literally compete against Amazon and be sold by Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon's happy because they're still making a cut. You're happy because you're still going to one place to get things. So the question to ask is, in the future, will pharmacies become competitors to PillPack? Can you imagine being a pharmacist sitting in um, New York City and trying to sell and access a patient in Albany? And you can only do that now because Amazon gives you the ability to access those patients. Right. Amazon connects you. That would that would open up opportunities for pharmacists that simply doesn't exist. Is Amazon going to do that? I don't know. But if you compare it to their current business model, it is very much within their current business model. So maybe Amazon is going to offer some opportunities and offer growth opportunities that we simply didn't consider. Then there's a question of what you just mentioned, which is Mm -hmm. people creating specialties. In cartography, it was creating what are called hyperlocal communities, which is looking at where is the closest Dairy Queen and what is around the Dairy Queen. But in the case of pharmacy, that could be talking about vet prescriptions, that could be talking about Schedule 2 drugs, that could be talking about narcotics, that's Schedule 2s, specialty drugs, personalized care, emergency antibiotics compounding, all of which are opportunities that simply are difficult to achieve using a pill pack. So at the beginning
0: beginning of the podcast, we said we were going to talk about three things pharmacists need to know. So what's thing number one? What's thing number
1: one? Thing number one is the Amazon marketplace. Keep an eye out, keep an ear out. Is that going to be an opportunity for you? Number two, consider offering things that Amazon is not well positioned to offer schedule 2, specialty, personalized care, antibiotics, compounding. Well,
0: that, that you can offer Here, that, can. that's legal to offer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Very much so. Um, here's a third option. Amazon is really good, is good at delivering goods. What Amazon's not the greatest at, and it still struggles with this, is delivering services. Mm-hmm. And what, what you can do and what CVS, for example, is doing and what your Walgreens are doing is partnering with healthcare practitioners, maybe partnering with a nurse practitioner and allowing them to come and give um, and, and sort of have a uh, teaching session at your pharmacy. Maybe they, they diagnose patients at your pharmacy because your pharmacy is more convenient. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got to be careful because there are stark laws and there are anti-kickback laws that all come into play because you can be giving kickbacks and the like. Right. But overall, partnering with certain healthcare providers may wear, may very well give you opportunities you hadn't thought of. So that's three. Now here's the thing, Major. We never stop at giving them what we promised. We give them always one more. And here's our one more. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. If, if How do you stave off Amazon? consider partnering with people you traditionally thought of as your enemy who do pharmacists t- traditionally think of as their enemy they think about reimbursement they think about how they aren't being paid enough so you have PBMs your GPOs who may help who may theoretically be helping you but you feel like you don't have enough of a margin right you you as the pharmacy are now going to go PBM if I if you don't support me I die off you don't have a base to go to because my patients are going to Amazon. What you need is to live, because Amazon's going to flatten you out. Maybe there's an opportunity in the future to actually start partnering with PBMs, and and, and getting better pricing to allow for better opportunities for patients.
0: So just and real quick, that, and PBM, that's be, quick, yeah, what uh, what what is a PBM?
1: What, what, what is oh, a PBM? PBM is your pharmacy benefit manager. So pharmacy when you go manager. to, correct. So what what does that actually mean? So when you go to a um, when you get your insurance. They will give you, it'll be like your Blue Cross Blue Shield, or it'll be your Aetna. They often will say, you know what, we'll take care of your healthcare, but we aren't handling your actual drugs. So Optum, uh, Caremark, all those are your PBMs. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll negotiate all the bits and pieces associated with your prescription drugs. Okay. And P, uh, they're called PBMs.
0: So, so just, so just to review, the three ahead. things a pharmacist things needs to stave off or put off. off. Amazon, number one, there's still hope number for the one, Amazon, marketplace. Amazon you could, marketplace. You could... Yep. Uh, thing number two, uh, offer options uh, and services uh, that they cannot offer yet, that, that offer yet. you can yeah. offer legally. And <laughs> number three, enemy <laughs> of my enemy <laughs> is my friend. Is my friend? Yep.
1: All right. So. And, the, and option four mm-hmm. is partner with other healthcare providers. So, I have, I have a question
0: for you, Darshan. So either yeah. losing a substantial chunk of business or going out of business altogether can be seen as one of the top concerns pharmacists have when it comes to Amazon's steps into the pharmacy market. That's what we're talking about, the the three things pharmacists need to the current podcast, right? So what is there another concern that pharmacists need to have about Amazon's acquisition of PillPack?
1: What are you thinking about, Major? Talk to me a little bit more about no, what
0: you're No, no, I'm not thinking about anything specific. I'm just saying, is that all that we need to think about?
1: About whether just pharmacists are, um, well, explain the question to me. I'm sorry. I feel like I, I didn't quite catch it. So
0: so we're focusing right now specifically on one thing, and that's reduced demand of pharmacists. How, how, yeah. how can we uh, exist after that chapter? How, how can pharmacists right. exist after, after that? Is that the primary – that being the primary concern, could there be another concern? Is there there something like waiting in the wings that we haven't thought about or –
1: Oh. So I think the other thing that you've got to think about is pharmacists are going to start landing up in a situation where um, they are – how should we put this? They're going to start getting desperate because they're going to see the patient volume start changing and the mixture start changing and fewer patients will go – and and because of that, you'll see pharmacists taking shortcuts. And those shortcuts could very much result in problems. Um, that can result in pharmacists filling, say, opioid prescriptions that are inappropriate because you don't want to lose that patient because that patient comes consistently. Um, you might land up in a situation where uh, marketers are going and, and building relationships. We, we talked about these relationships being built with other providers. But if if not done appropriately, it can be hugely problematic. And the Department of Justice, the uh, Office Office Inspector General, they're all looking over your shoulder. And I can assure you, they're looking closely. And if they are looking closely, uh, I mean, recently I heard it was, I think it was like a $2 billion uh, situation where Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was like 700 odd uh, healthcare providers were. Were collected because they were inappropriately billing, uh, so fraud is going to become a huge problem if pharmacists aren't careful. So let's do this, Major. Why don't we make our next talk about fraud and what pharmacists should be aware of as they continue in a post Amazon world?
0: Hey, that sounds like a great idea. Well, guys, thanks a lot for listening to Gavin Pestle. My name is Major. This is Darshan. Uh, stay tuned for fraud and pharmacists.
1: Thanks, guys. This is Darshan. Thanks for listening in. I really want to talk to you. Reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at FDA Lawyers. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Darshan Kukarni. And if you want to find me any other way, well, start with Twitter, but you can always email me as well. Darshan at conformlaw.com. Thanks for listening in. I'm really excited to hear from you.